stadium. Their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. from DNHQ in beautiful South Pasadena, California. Not very far from your Los Angeles Dodgers that I'm replaying in about an hour. We are the Blue Heaven Podcast. What's going on, Dodgers Nation? I threw them off. I always throw them off when I don't stick to the script. And he changes it up. It hurts me. <laughs> simple things hurt a simple man. My name is Clint. You can find me as RealFRG on Twitter and Instagram. This guy is Brooke Me 3 <laughs> in, in legal name and on Twitter and Instagram. Happy Jackie Robinson Day, man. Thank you very much. Uh, as you can see, I dressed appropriately, uh, wore my Roberto Clemente shirt because uh, I was digging through the closet, and I was like, that's a cool shirt. And, it is. Uh, then I left it. I was like, today's Jackie Robinson Day. That's an odd thing to do on Jackie Robinson Day. But here we are, and that's okay. <laughs> I got my, uh, my Vinny shirt because uh, I always love Vinny's uh, old story about him <laughs> racing uh, uh, on Jackie skates. on ice skates. Yeah. If you guys haven't heard that, you can find it. Uh, search it on on the uh, on the YouTube. Anytime you can get great uh, Jack stories and Vinny telling them, you're going to uh, you're going to enjoy your day. You're going to enjoy your life. But uh, yeah, we got a lot of different things going on today. Of course, we want to honor a legend a little bit. We got to here on Jackie Robinson Day. Uh, we got to talk about Angry Kenley because uh-huh. apparently this is a. Ninety percent Kenley podcast these days. That's all we do. Uh, next up, we've got one more. As we're recording, we got one more against the the Rockies at Dodger Stadium, and then the Dodgers traveling to San Diego to play their little brothers, the annoying Padres. So we'll talk about that in a little bit. And a little later on in the show, we're going to have guest uh, friend of the show, longtime friend of the show, Mister Cooper Searles, co-host of the Big Swing podcast, and also. I think we can call him now uh, producer extraordinaire. Big time of, producer. Big time producer of one yeah. of the new hit podcasts on the scene starring our uh, another longtime friend, long, long time friend, Ross Stripling. Uh, before we get into the show, i got to remind you this is a podcast. If you want to like, you want to subscribe, you want to leave a nice comment, rate and review us. We're on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, uh, Pandora, anywhere podcasts live, we're probably there. And... Uh, we got a lot of good comments going already. We do. And don't forget, this is a live stream, so make sure you drop in. Let us know where you're repping Dodgers Nation tonight. We want to hear from you. Anthony over on Periscope says, Hacky, hap, Happy Jackie Day. That is a lot more difficult to say <laughs> than I actually thought it would be. Ari dropping down on YouTube, dropping the uh, Road to Repeat hashtag, which is, you know, mm-hmm. that's us. We got Dodger Dude 245 First comment on Twitch. We got a Twitch person. I need like a, like a, a Twitch, Twitch button. button. Yeah, um, like- uh, sh- I got. That's what she said. That work? That's a Twitch button. Yeah. Okay. Should I do the drill? <laughs> yeah, get the drill. <laughs> this is the Twitch. new. This new t- there it is. Whenever yes. there's a Twitch person on. Oh, oh. no, it died. Oh, no, I lost an extension. Uh, we got Richard Hooker, Mr. Dick over, Hooker over on Facebook checking in <laughs> from Dick. 661 Lancaster, California. Scott Novak checking in from Missoula, Montana. Welcome. I did not know you were from Missoula, but uh, congrats. On all of the sky, I think he's messing with you. That doesn't sound right. Something you know, it's a it's uh, illegal to lie on the internet. Just telling you, Scott. 
Thank you. This Go ahead, do more. Job. I'm doing some things in the back end. Uh, Matthew over on YouTube says, bleeding, bleeding blue from Downey. Matthew, if you are bleeding, I would advise that you call an ambulance. Um, if you're bleeding blue, oh boy, you are in trouble already. Good luck to you. Um, there's a lot of people checking in today. A lot of familiar faces, which is always good to see. Robert Torres over on Facebook from 805 California. Mm-hmm. Deborah Young checking in from Melbourne, Florida. Yeah. Uh, so we have a coast to coast today. Congratulations, we guys. Are Mr. We did and Mr. Coast to Coast. Today. Uh, so today, like we said, is Jackie Robinson Day. And uh, there is a very, very strong chance that the game we are watching today would not be <laughs> anywhere near the same or probably, possibly even still happening a hundred what however many years now into its lifespan uh baseball we probably wouldn't still have baseball without uh jackie robinson whatever uh you know everything that he did and 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 went through to uh make baseball accessible to more than just the white man in the 40s and late 40s and then into the 50s and all that so this is always a, a great day for baseball, just to see the reflection, see, uh, you know, it's it's simple for a lot of people. You just see the number 42 around, and it's like, oh, yeah, cool, it's number 42. You, you see a lot of the, uh, you know, Chadwick Boseman now. That means that much more in the movie 42 and all that. But um, yeah, still, you know, there's different ways to look at this, and I would think now for a lot of people it should the garner or force more reflection on all of us just mm-hmm. to look back look at the history look at things re uh, even if it's hearing him again listening to some of the stories like i mentioned with with vin scully um that 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 jack you know some of the stories some of the things that jackie went through i mean it's uh in some ways it, it's a completely different world and in other ways it's not but we we do owe a lot to uh, to Jack Roosevelt Roosevelt Robinson. So we drink to Jack. Absolutely. Also, uh, it's a little closer to home. Obviously, being a Dodger fan, that means something. Yes. Good also, point. being in Pasadena uh, means a little bit extra something around here. So mm-hmm. I think it's great a point. good day for um, people around this area. I think it's a great day for <laughs> baseball. I think it's a great day for the country. Uh, we missed out on it last year. Obviously, yeah. the world got shut down around this time last year. We were hiding in our houses and afraid to come outside, and it was very scary. But we're back. Everyone's wearing 42. We're back on the field. It's already good to see. I mean, I think I watched the first game that I watched today with everybody wearing their jerseys was uh, um, the Padres and Pirates, which is not a good game to watch, but all of them wearing 42 nonetheless crazy i mean it's crazy to to see the influence that he had and to see the impact that he had on the game i don't i mean i can't imagine that he thought in his first year playing that he would have this big of an impact obviously it was a monumental thing it meant a lot at the time and i think he knew knew that and understood the responsibility of that can't imagine he would look ahead and be like whoa you do what yeah (laughs) that's pretty cool (laughs) yeah exactly here we are 74 years after uh his major league debut with the brooklyn dodgers and the fact that that we all are fans of of a, a team that, I mean, throughout its history, has done so much to progress the game, whether it be through integration or or uh, you know, just I mean, there's been so many different things that it's hard to come off come up with them off the top of your head because we we don't have anything really planned for this. We're just kind of going off the cuff with it. But uh, we're calling this winging it with Jackie. <laughs> but hey, you're wearing Dodgers, the same Dodgers. Um, that's been across the chest since Jackie. Now all the way through, uh, you know, we got Dave Roberts. He was talking about it yesterday. Uh, you know, just like the wow moment of knowing, you know, I'm a manager and he's 
black manager. He's a Japanese manager. He's wearing Dodgers across the chest, the same number or, or, and the same number Jackie wore on his back, number forty-two. So it's cool. And uh, you know, whatever's going on again, we record this. We're recording this on Thursday. Some people may listen to it as a podcast on Friday, but soak in, soak in the, the game. Uh, hopefully, there's some really cool stories from from Bulldog and and Joe Davis and everything. And uh, and we get to see, you know see some some of the images of the team that went out to the the Robinson statue that used to be in what I think it was uh, the left field line like pavilion not pavilion level uh, reserve level they moved that statue behind home plate and or not behind home plate center behind field. center field, center field plaza yeah. you know lyrics are hard but yeah it's really cool man it, it's it, it's to see you know some of the people have seen the images uh, over on at Dodgers you're seeing these uh, you know. Dave said there was more than like 70, 80 people from the organization out there as they yep. all just paid paid their respects and cool, cool day. Um great organization. Very back, much so. Back, back to, to you in the, the studio. studio. <laughs> uh I definitely would have liked to have been a part of that. I just imagine that Dave would have probably had something cool to say. I think Dave has those moments in him for for things of significance like that. Maybe mm-hmm. not necessarily in big games or anything like that. Yeah. He's not really that kind of guy, but I think uh Historically, what that means to the franchise, what that means to him, I think uh, he probably had some really cool things to say. Plus, UCLA. So exactly, yeah, it all it all comes together. Anthony Keen saying Dodgers have done more to make sports inclusive than damn near any other sports franchise, and uh, that is a money quote right there, for sure. Um, if it wasn't for Jackie Robinson, fans would not have uh, been able to 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 boo uh, Kenley Jansen on the mound at Dodger Stadium on Wednesday night. They did boo him. Segway. Uh, look, here's the thing. Segway. We talk, yeah, good segue. Um <laughs> That's one point. On television, it was very loud. Yes. It was very loud. And so I think that it wasn't necessarily the entire stadium. I think it was a particular section where the field mic is and the field mic often changes position, so it's hard to kind of guess where it is. I would probably guess it was in the pavilions at the time. Uh, that's where a lot of stuff happens. So a lot of people at the game were like, hey, we, no one booed him. I didn't hear anybody booing him. What are you talking about? I'm like, but it was loud. It was very loud if you were watching it on TV. If you heard it on TV, please drop it in the comments and be like, oh, my God. Yep, I heard them booing Kenley. Also, when you talk to Kenley after the game, mm-hmm. you in the communist sense, again. Not again. Yep. Uh, he, he seemed to it. think that he was being booed, yeah. and uh, he was pretty straightforward about how he felt about it too. Yeah, I saw I saw fun. some folks arguing like uh, they don't know if it was uh, people booing him or booing the umpire or whatever. Because obviously, right. I think it was Tom Hallion last night. I mean, his ball four was not close, so it's I don't know. Yeah, I don't know I think that they argument. Just at that point in time, you want to get it going, but mm-hmm. at the same time, I mean, Kenley is oof. He's. Uh, He's kind of the biggest, uh, I don't know, it's not a spark plug, but at least a spark plug of commentary on this team right now. Whenever he does any little thing, uh, he's going to get the most chatter for it, whether it's good or bad. If Kenley's good, oh, man, he's back. This is the guy we need. If if he walks one guy, boo, uh, we need to get rid of this guy immediately. And, I mean, obviously we've, for the sake of podcast (laughs) content, have been guilty of both. That's we, what we do. I mean, we, we <laughs> praise people when they're at their best, and we take people down when yes. they're not at their best, no matter what they're doing aside from that. Um, I, I had brought up the point, and I think this is something that we've talked about in the past, is that Kenley is kind of a victim of his own greatness yeah. in the sense of you look at what he's doing this year, and you look at his stat line, and you're like, oh, he's having a, yeah, a pretty good year. I mean, he blew mm-hmm. a save, but he's having a pretty good year. 
But because of what he's done in the past, because of what we've come to expect from him, because of the quality and the eliteness of this team, anytime that he slips up even a little bit, it's a lot more mm-hmm. noticeable. And they're going to let you know that. And I also brought up the point that I haven't heard somebody booed at Dodger Stadium, a, a home team player booed since Pedro Baez. And that's really saying something. Yeah. Because Pedro, look, Pedro deserved the booze. <laughs> all right. <laughs> he needed them. They, they deserved to rain down upon him. I'm never in favor of booing players. I, I, yeah. It feels very Philadelphia to boo the home team. And I'm not about that. Shout out to Eagles fans. Yeah. Uh-huh. Here's the thing, though. I didn't feel great about it. Didn't love it. I knew that it was going to make for good content after the game. I knew that was coming because I knew someone was going to be like, hey, you got booed. What do you think Mm -hmm. about that? I think his exact words were something along the line of, uh, you know, it's just noise. You know, it's nonsense to me. It's just noise. So whatever that means, Mm -hmm. um, whatever. What is that? (laughs) That is uh, 50 pesos that we got. So uh, the morning star on YouTube threw some money our way for the beer fund. Appreciate you said, so here's somebody for the beer fund sending love from Mexico, uh, Guadalajara. Uh, appreciate the solid content. You guys will make work more tolerable. Also, Knable for closer. <laughs> Got his money worth from that. We really appreciate uh, the, the beer fund, man. We're Right now, as you can see, we're down to, to Coors and Bud Light. Uh, I did not put the, the Modelo in the, the fridge early enough today. But, um, yeah, I mean... Back on Kenley, Ari saying it's like you know big market quarterback. A hot take after every little thing happens. You know, I I, I can definitely see that correlation. Maybe not everybody gets the football reference from it, but yeah, no, you do something. Foosball is the slightly devil. wrong. You hear from it. Uh, notably, Kenley got booed and then struck out the side. So also notably, once again looked pissed. Hashtag angry, angry Kenley. pissed after the game. I mean, uh, the, Our boy, I think it was the Nationals game after when he mm-hmm. when he retired them. He was like glaring after the game and you were like, oh, he's mad mad. And JT comes up and you know hits him on the chest like, good job. And he's still yeah. just like, and you're like, oh, he's so mad. <laughs> what was uh, Dave's quote last night was, like, I, I like it. It's good. Maybe he, like, should he should be angry. He should be angry. Yeah. yeah I like when he's angry. And I think he kind of like realized like Oh, he's like actually hurt a little bit, maybe a little bit. And so he was kind of like backpedaled a little bit. Yeah. He's like, you know, it's it's really good for him to pull from that motivation uh-huh. instead of uh-huh. like he should be pissed off at himself, which I think is how it sounded initially. Uh, but Kenley even admitted, you know, I think uh, Plunk asked him like, hey, who are you mad at? Like uh-huh. when you're mad, who are you mad at? And he's like, myself. Yeah. I'm mad at myself. Who else am I going to be mad at? I'm not going to yeah. be mad at anybody else. I'm he, mad at myself. He he dropped in some some great quotes last night, pulling from some here about the booze. He says, I ain't perfect. Uh, you know, Kenley has this way of talking. Says, I don't want to come in walking, guys. It's all nonsense. On the booze, it's nonsense. It's noise. And he says, quote, I'm going to work my ass off and try to help the Dodgers win a championship. And you kind of wonder if the back of his his you know mind with it, like, does he look at last year's championship and think maybe, you know, oh, man, I didn't play a huge role. And he didn't. I mean, realistically he, speaking, he, he helped the in, biggest, the, in the short season for sure. The biggest role that he played during the World Series was letting the Rays get a game, mm-hmm. and that really says is telling of what he did. The, I mean, realistically, what did he do during the World mm-hmm. Series? Because he wasn't needed, obviously, and that's tough. That's a tough situation to be in because there's a lot of guys who aren't necessarily needed. There's a lot of guys that Dave down the stretch really leaned on, like yeah. Victor, like Julio, like uh, Trident, like guys Trident, like that. Yeah. They he heavily leaned on those guys. And started to more and more kind of peel back and pull away from Kenley in big situations. And it worked out. And obviously, we still have a lot of praise for Dave for doing that because mm-hmm. that's not in his DNA to do something like that ever. So I feel for him, for sure. But yeah. in a contract year where you're making $20 million, you got a lot to prove. 
Yeah. Got a lot to prove. And again, he came back, struck out the side, looked pretty dominant. You saw a point where where he uh, he said it was frustration, honestly, where he he think he struck out the the second uh, his second strikeout, and he kind of turned and was was yelling at himself a little bit, yeah. like giving himself a let's f and go sort of thing. But cool whip special YouTube says bullying works. Uh, I mean, you can't argue with that so much right now. It kind of did work in that regard. Uh, City of Champions, our friend Erod says uh, definitely booing Kenley. The fans are tired of the inconsistently. Inconsistently, so uh, so is Kenley. Kenley said, "I've been searching for it. This game could be hard. I'm going to keep working hard." Um, He's, he very much said himself, you know, I'm tired of the inconsistency. And again, it's Kenley versus Kenley right now. Richard on the other side, Richard on Facebook, Richard Monroe says, I would never boo our guy. I'm very grateful. Go Kenley Jansen. We've said this also uh, for the better part of two or three years now on this show. We, um, we would love nothing more to, than to be big Kenley Jansen stands because there was a point in time where he was the best and and he is the greatest to ever do it as a Dodger for sure um, and one of the best to ever do it in, in Major League Baseball history. But at some point, you know, it, it, you hit that point where it's it's uh, you got to stop chasing the history and you got to look at what is this guy doing for me now, <clears throat> and maybe he's been. <laughs> For the last couple of years, been living on past glory and and remaining in in the uh, in that closers role, which uh, he was asked last night about. Like like, are you grateful? How much has it meant for you that Doc has stuck with you in this role? And he, he avoided it. He kind of avoided it. He's like, you know, I trust them. They know what they're doing. So yeah. he kind of put it back on him. They know what they're doing and leaving me in the role. But you know, <clears throat> you hope you get the best out of him. Uh, Going forward, maybe we need to get some people on the road to boo him if it does work, if that is a thing that motivates him. But, uh, yeah, that's, uh, I personally think in this season it's a little early to start booing him, but at the same time I get it. I mean, there's a, he's on the hot seat, man. You're, you're yeah. in your contract year, first of all. You're in back-to-back years of, of relatively, we'll call it rough, and not necessarily the results that you want. Um, mm-hmm. And then the added stress this year for him of also having guys like Corey Knable, that guys that can shut down play, uh, opposing lineups, guys yeah. that have been – I mean, Knable's been almost unhittable this year. Mm-hmm. He, so far in the season, it's only a couple of games in, a couple of appearances, but he really has been almost untouchable. Guys like Victor coming in and inducing soft contact ground balls – you got a little added stress behind him when you have those good arms that are behind you that can close down games. Even Trinan, even yeah. Trinan's look very good. So in a normal season, I think in years past, it hasn't been an issue because there haven't been a lot of really good arms behind yeah. him. And so it's been like, well, Kenley's kind of our only guy. There are guys in the middle that can do the job, but maybe not. This year, it's like, hey, we got three, four dudes that can do it if Kenley's not ready to go. So why are we going with Kenley every single time out there? Yeah, I think there is an added stress this year that hasn't been there before. And hopefully it's good for him. Hopefully Mm -hmm. it's good for him. Because as you've said before, this team is at their best when Kenley Jansen is at his best. Yeah, right on. Find a couple more of the comments, and then we'll give you the latest (laughs) updates that are going on today. Gavin Lux out of the lineup. Uh, We got some more more news on Cody Bellinger and all that. But a few more comments, and then... uh, We'll go from there. Yeah, City of Champions over on Periscope says Canable's filthy, efficient, really nasty is. stuff. Um, a couple people have uh, cool special said we need a nickname for Canable. I think people have dropped in with Evil Canable, which yeah. doesn't necessarily. I, it's been a thing that I've seen, but also it doesn't make any sense. Um, so I, I've gone with uh, Corey F. Canable, which is you know <laughs> and the F stands for, which is always a classy, fun. or classic. 
a classy. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's what we're going with, for sure. I like Corey F. Knable. <laughs> I'll put that on a T-shirt. That's fine. Now, Corey has been, he has been really friggin' solid so far. Uh, five outings, um, or six outings six now. Outings no, now yeah. no, no earned runs. Bunch looks, of strikeouts. Looks clean. Uh, curveball looks just absolutely filthy. And when he needs that fastball, it's there, and it looks good, and he's dotting it pretty nicely. So that that's that's definitely killer. In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. Scott says, did Brooks slander result in Gavin's wrist soreness? All right, so let's give you a little bit of a, a head here. The latest updates on your Los Angeles Dodgers. Well, number one tonight, again, this is going to be pointless for people who are listening to the show when it comes out as a podcast on Friday, but the Uri Ace channeling my inner Doug McCain. Uh, Julio's on the bump today. Um, you never you can never go wrong seeing seeing Julio on the bump, and he's going up against the lowly Colorado Rockies. So you hope you get that sweep. It could be, uh, what, that would be th- three sweeps this season? or ba- I mean, back-to-back for sure. We lost one Colorado. Dude, Did we lose the, in Oakland? All the, yeah, we lost one, remember? Right. Oh, yeah. Remember it was when everybody wins. sat out? I mean, we have yeah. so many wins, it's hard to forget to remember the losses. Up, yeah. But, um, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm looking to see, looking forward to always seeing any sort of Julio start. He, he's uh, he's great, and he's showing that he's earned it. I feel like this is a good opportunity to to uh, to back us up hmm. in, in the offseason. We were talking about uh, you know Julio as a closer. We weren't saying at any point that he should be the closer because it's a better role for him. No, it would be more of a, this would be, this would help the Dodgers a whole bunch, but he can do either, and he's proving it for sure. So Julio on the bump. Gavin Lux, however, late scratch in the game with, quote, wrist soreness. That's all we know so far. It happened after Dave Roberts' presser, uh, pregame presser. So why did you do that, Tim? That's the question all of us have. I have so much power that I didn't even know about. I'm you just, are. I'm just getting so much. I have like witchcraft that's just, you know, it's just coming out of nowhere. All year long, I feel like I've just been putting the curse on people and helping along the way, by the way. Hero. Hero stuff, for sure. Big yeah, time. You know, not all heroes wear capes. Some of them drink whores. Somebody Some quote that. Somebody put that on a shirt. If we can get nachos on a shirt. And by the way, guys, not every single thing needs to be a shirt. Just okay. I almost but, hate when something really important happens during a game like that. I can it's tell when I texted you last night. I'm like, yeah, the nachos. MF and cats on the field, there's yeah. nachos and people's hair, their pets' heads are falling off. Mm-hmm. I get it. We're done, guys. Uh, but beyond that, uh, we got an update that we kind of expected about Cody Bellinger. Chances are close to zero that he makes an appearance in the San Diego series, which is fine. No reason to rush him. The Dodgers are very good. CT3 has been pretty, really damn good in center, uh, as usual, because he's great everywhere. It's, it's Chris Evan Taylor. He's perfect in all ways. Mm-hmm. Um, but it also shows the intelligence of the Dodgers. Sure, they'll, they'll do some things to move, maybe move the, 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 the rotation around a little bit for better matchups in that series, but they're also not going to rush their MVP as where 
well, San Diego's doing that San Diego thing that we'll get to later on in the show as we preview that series. But uh, Cody, probably not active. Almost definitely not active in that series. But maybe, maybe Bruzdar could be. Your bazooka is making some progress. Yeah. I mean, he's supposed to throw... He's supposed to throw tonight, as he far did, as I know. He did throw. Dave said he looked solid, and he's yep. going to be coming on the road. Uh, the He'll be part of the taxi squad. Taxi squad boy, which means since he threw today that he'll probably be activated on Saturday, maybe mm-hmm. Sunday. I would probably assume Sunday more so, so he can pitch on Sunday, and so they can use Dennis Santana in a Friday or a Saturday game and thus get a fresh arm to mm-hmm. replace a uh, not-so-fresh arm. <laughs> Buffalo Brooks Smith in here, but we got from Christian. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that works. I think that means I, I have to drink all of my beer because I, yeah. Sweet? Yeah, he's dumb. Kate uh, says the F stands for fire, right? Yes. Corey, fire. Fire. Mabel. <laughs> yep. Yes. Uh, R.A. says Doug on Blue Heaven, please. Look, he has his own show. J- Doug is he just, has, he has two whole shows. You know, it's like, it's like if you, you know, you're, you're the, imagine you're the Quakes and you're like, can Clayton Kershaw start for us tonight? <laughs> it's like that. Like, well, of course Doug's not going to come hang out with us. Doug's better than us. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I think that's how it works. Yeah. Um, I don't know anything. Yeah. Uh, Anthony has a really good question here. Somebody keeping track of the Brook effect. We, we need a spreadsheet for this. So any of those, like any of you, you stats nerds out there. We'll, I don't know. What can we pay them? And we can pay you in stickers. We can pay I you have on, stickers. Yeah, well, I don't know. What do we, we get? Choice Fielder on like a spray chart for my uh, for my accuracy. <laughs> we've we've peanuts. We've uh, three year old Cracker Jacks if somebody wants them. So yeah, um, the stuff just you know slip into the DMs. Um, seeing a lot of <laughs> seeing a lot of love for San Diego in here. We're gonna get to San Diego a little bit later in the show, but first. Uh, it's been a while since we've had this guy on. He's uh, he's a big timer now. He's he's a huge star, huge celebrity producer. I think extraordinaire is, is what we can officially call him now. You know him, you love him. He is one of the co-hosts of your one of the fan favorites, Big Swing Podcast. Even though our boy Mister Chicken Strip isn't a Dodger anymore, he's always a Dodger in our heart. But long time friend of the show, Mister Cooper Searles. What is going on, buddy? Look at that. He's on the What's screen. Going on, guys. And I, th- I think you're stuck on the screen side, but people should be able to hear you. I'll keep fixing that. But, uh, yeah, man. How am I looking? How am I looking? I mean, you're looking. You're, you're around, but <laughs> you're, you're around. How's the still shot? Is the still shot <laughs> there good you, enough? No, it wasn't. It wasn't good, but now you're fixed. <laughs> it's cool because we're running this as a guest thing. But it says your name. People know your face. Cooper. Uh, man. Now, now you're officially known as like a big-time podcast producer. What up with that? Well, you know – when you look in my Twitter bio now, it's going to have a lot of dashes. You know, there's just so many different titles that You're I have now. Guys, um, <laughs> it's just kind of like, you know, similar to you guys with uh, burger models, podcasters, bloggers. Um, so, yeah, shout out to you guys. Eat fresh. We're finally getting the, re- the recognition that we deserve, man. About time. <laughs> yeah, damn People straight. need to know that we are so talented. We have so many things going on right now. Yeah, it's, it's super, super hard to hold a burger in your hand and take a picture. <laughs> yeah, I had to hold it in a glove. You know how difficult that is to not squish a burger in your glove? I I mean, I've never done that until now, though. So <laughs> yeah, I don't well, think anybody knows that. And that, that was not the only picture. We we did a whole photo shoot that day. So one of these days, we got to drop all of the uh, behind-the-scenes. jack-in-the-box. <laughs> yeah, we ate those burgers afterwards. I got them like three hours before. Great day. Beautiful day. But mm. we're here to talk about something important, man. Uh, of course, Um 
You, you guys still have the big swing and all that. Uh, still going to be big time stars doing that. Hopefully this year or, or sometime soon we can get out and, and get another uh, live big swing because that was fun, I know, for everybody. But Goats on the Bump starring your friend, Mr. Ross Stripling, and <laughs> some of the best, the biggest names active in the game. Tell people about this new podcast that, uh, you know, just how it came together and and your involvement and and just uh, you know how much fun it's been putting together with uh, with Ross. Yeah, no, it's been great, man. We we partnered up with James Street Media, the same company that does all the production and editing and stuff for the Big Swing, and we just kind of were trying to think of a new concept. And uh, you know, we realized, hey, look at the network that we've been able to have from the pitching side on the Big Swing, and like, how can we parlay that into something unique and uh, we just didn't really see anything like that out there. Yeah. And like when when you hear Sandy Koufax being talked about by Clayton Kershaw, it's like, wow, like that's a that's a big that's a big first episode that came out. And you know, we have guys like, you know, for Dodgers fans listening, Trevor Bauer has an episode, Walker Bueller, a bunch of other big time pitchers along mm-hmm. with media people. So um, yeah, we we've recorded all of them. Uh, we're gonna be putting them out weekly. And um, I think there's I, don't know, I think there's maybe 10 of them that we're doing, but um, yeah, it's it's a really awesome show. I think, you know, Ross did such a great job on it and uh, on and we did a lot of research to, to make sure that he was prepared and everything. And so we're really proud of it. And I, I think, you know, baseball fans alike and, and Dodger fans, at least for this first episode, are going to really enjoy it. Yeah, I mean, you hooked a big one in your first episode with Clayton Kershaw. <laughs> yeah. I, think, I think that's about as big as you can go to start off a podcast. Usually, I think uh, our type of podcast, we were getting like the, uh, I don't know, like Dodger Stadium photographer or something outside to start <laughs> I don't off. know, that would be pretty damn good to get John Suhu no, on No, no, not, not, I meant like a fan photographer. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We got to get like yeah. Eddie Espinosa or something like yeah. that, some nobody. But, <laughs> Just yeah. the guy taking a selfie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah, you know, you know, not only is Kirsch with, you know, all about uh, whatever, 2018 NL All-Star Ross Stripling, but they're talking about one of the, the greatest to ever do it in Sandy Koufax, and oh, add to that, these dudes have first-hand knowledge of him right. for all of their career, yep. so it's it was just great, and we know, I mean, uh, obviously this is something that's been being put together for quite some time, so I think at the time you guys recorded all that stuff, Ross was still uh, a boy in blue, now he's a boy yeah. in a different shade of blue, but... Uh, <laughs> All right, I know yeah. coming into oh yeah, we kind of just yeah, touch just on that. Say, yeah, it's it's like you you mentioned you know them being being around Sandy like what you know there's there's probably been no left-handed pitcher that's been around Sandy Koufax more than Clayton Kershaw has right. in a Dodgers jersey and you know there's been a lot of people that have come in through that organization that have been awesome but Kershaw's obviously a legend and and he's been around him as much as anyone so yeah I mean he had perspective on his game and like his style and also just like inside stories about his interactions with with sandy so yeah it's good as it gets there hopefully we don't peak at that one yeah (laughs) i mean that's that's a strong way to start you came out swinging for the fences on that one but i mean we've been around the i mean we've been dodger fans our entire life so it's a little different for us but i mean you're hearing stories from clayton kershaw about sandy koufax that you just don't hear like Mm -hmm. you don't find these things out from media you don't find these things out through journalists just interacting with players you don't find this out anywhere until you have a conversation with a player like clayton kershaw and you're like oh my gosh i never knew this much stuff about uh, sandy like even when he was just 
you know, in that, I don't want to spoil it for anybody who hasn't listened yet, but you're talking about guys like, they're talking about his fingers and like how he grips a baseball. Yeah. And I'm like, these are things that I've never talked about or considered with anybody where they're, where Clayton's mm-hmm. just like, I can't do that, Sandy. Like, yeah. I, I don't yeah. have hands yeah. like that. I have like, normal people hands. You freak. Yeah. <laughs> or, or even just like the, uh, the part I found the coolest was just the, you know, interaction between them two, as far as like how Sandy approaches talking to Clayton and not like overstepping himself and, uh, you know, I'm not going to mention names, but there's there's a lot of people that I've heard Ross or other people talk about, you know, with that are in the organization that you know seem to overstep sometimes and right. you know didn't really know where that line stood. But so I thought it was kind of cool that that Sandy Koufax, like you know, provided his knowledge and wisdom, but like you know, was like, hey, this is their time, which is cool. Yeah, that that that's definitely huge. I wanted to take a step back because I know you you when you got into the podcast game with you know, a current big leaguer and uh, you didn't really go into it as a baseball fan. So now you, you flash forward a couple of years later, I'm assuming that the baseball fandom has grown for you, but let's just, you know, give a pitch here for goats on the bump and, and uh, you know, how would this really dr- uh, bring in, let's say the casual baseball fan or maybe people that aren't as, as uh you know, hugely into baseball. Like, what did it do for you sitting in that room, hearing these guys talk about it, or even if you weren't in the room, you know, just listening to the conversation afterwards during the edit and all that. You know, how did that kind of spark you? Like, like, holy crap, this is this is pretty damn cool. Yeah, I think the two things for me that that I love, and I think a lot of people love today, is like making comparisons and just history. Like, I love those two things. Like, we love debating about like hey would michael jordan be as good in in this era or all that type of stuff you know like clayton brought that up but we love making comparisons in Mm -hmm. sports and we're constantly doing that with you know sandy to clayton and all these other guys that we did and then just like i'm i'm a history nut in anything whether it be wars or baseball or anything so uh to hear like kind of the history of the sport told by the greatest players in today's game is really unique and you know to have Ross's network and have access to these current great big leaguers and have them like provide perspective on the players that made them fall in love with the game is is really neat. So yeah, just from like a history standpoint and being able to compare eras and stuff is just uh, intriguing. I think for for anyone, even if you're not a huge baseball guy. I think a big talking point in that one was uh, I believe it was Clayton who was basically like I think that Sandy would pitch really well during even today's game yeah. which is you know you talk about the Jordan argument that's something that people always want to talk about all the time but you go back even further like Sandy was way further behind than Jordan was and you're like looking at that and you're like oh yeah he could have pitched in today's game and it's mm-hmm. like oh this is a yeah. way different game that's pretty cool yeah I think I yeah. liked one of the things that that uh, I don't know if it was Kirsch or, or, or Ross brought up but how Sandy wanted to be a basketball player when he was growing up. Like that was his first love. And then you look at the the you know the the damn uh, baseball card on the back of his baseball card. You look at the numbers at first. It's like, oh yeah, this dude did not grow up playing baseball at all. Right. Yeah. They had no idea where the ball was going. So a lot of the cool inside stories, like like you mentioned, Coop. You got you got Bueller coming up, and uh, yeah, I don't know how much you're you're able to spoil. Uh, what are we? Uh, what is uh, Walker Bueller? Who who is he talking about? So just another small, fiery guy, Pedro Martinez. Oh, that's and it. <laughs> so that's going to be really cool. Like we kind of what we how we approached this honestly was, uh, you know, we had we had people in mind. Like obviously when we we thought about Sandy Koufax, the first guy we thought about was Kirsch. But like for someone like Walker, we reached out to him and said, "Who's a guy that's fascinated you? Who would you be fired up to talk about?" And 
that's really how we got a lot of the combinations. Mm-hmm. So oh. uh, that's I think that's what also made it really cool is we just didn't like say, hey, this is what we're talking about. Yeah. We actually like allowed them to pick and, and mm-hmm. it made them more interested in the topic for sure. Speaking of somebody who hosts podcasts myself, uh, it's, it's definitely cooler <laughs> to let the person who's going to be on your show pick the topic because that's going to be something that they're actually going to want to talk about. So that's pretty cool. I like how that okay, works out. Okay, so, so with that being said, I, I have something that I wanted to ask you all talking about picking the topics. Mm. Uh-huh. I have to um, – I'm the wedding officiant for the first time at a wedding coming up in about two weeks, and there's going to be about 200 people – um, and I am extremely nervous. Do you have any advice? Ooh. Get drunk. Yeah. <laughs> Get blackout. You know, no, I've it's never. Not the, I've not never... the bachelor. It's not the, no. the best man speech. It's yeah. the officiant. I got to have my shit. Well, here. listen, I've never seen an officiant just kind of get blackout drunk. Yeah. So, I mean, every, there's got to be a first for everything. Think right? of that story. It'd be like, yeah, our guy, dude, he was just. Yeah. Don't look at anybody except the people that you're marrying. Don't look at anybody else. Just look uh, look yeah. them dead in the eyes and don't Just, look past. I don't know. My my advice, uh, Cool Whip Special here says, uh, don't, don't mess, mess up. up. So uh, there you go. There's some there's some primo sound ad- advice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they picked you for a reason. That means they probably like you as a human people. So just be yourself. Listen uh, listen to the great words of. Robin Williams through the genie in Aladdin, then be yourself, and you'll be good. Does he say that? Yes. Such a long way around. Yeah, that was a really. Yeah, were long you even born way. for Maybe that? Maybe I quote the Aladdin um, it, whenever before they get married and say, "Just be yourselves." There you <laughs> go. Quote the Aladdin. And they'll yeah. be like, "Did he and, just quote Aladdin?" Like <laughs> yeah. Or, or you do is you you like you bring out a laptop and you you go to a clip on YouTube because you know how much people love when you're like, "Hold on, guys, you need to watch this." Yeah. Now imagine how great it would be at a wedding. <laughs> Definitely. Connect to the Wi-Fi. Make sure that we got the router working just fine. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, I Ethernet, please. Work. Can we get Ethernet here? Does anybody have an adapt? Do you have a dongle? Yeah, I need to yeah. just you know just throwing in cr- like crash golf, it. throwing in golf terms. I'm sure that'll play up real yeah. big in front of a wedding crowd. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Either maybe, don't yeah. either don't stand out or stand out massively, where they're going <laughs> to talk about you for decades. And yeah, man, that's know. a it's a good call. I think. <laughs> I think if you're going to stand out, you stand out early and then just come home really nice and easy and, and let the memory be about the I do. Yeah, for go. sure. Anthony yeah. here says, remember to breathe and don't mess up anyone's name. I would also say that's pretty oh, good. That's a big one. I've been to a few where they uh, said the entirely wrong name for the person, and I was like, that's not his name. It's that's, like, that's it's a like good start. Line, line. I think he's at the wrong wedding. <laughs> that uh, would be tough. Yeah, I'm, uh, my my brother-in-law, he, he married my wife and I, and so I have his notes and so I'm I'm working off of his notes a lot, but I'm like telling myself over and over, change, change the, names. the names. Yeah, Cooper. Yeah. <laughs> Do you Cooper? Wait, Do you Cooper? Wait. Looks at it on his head. Do you transcribes it that way? Oh God, guys, guys, this is uh, this isn't the type of stuff you get on Goats on the Bump, but uh, you know you can also get better. this kind of stuff once we finally figure out our new. Uh, uh, Pacifico sponsored uh, crossover between uh, the Blue Swing, I guess it would be called, and we also have Blue Chew as a sponsor, <laughs> perhaps. But uh, Coop, it's always good to talk to you, man. Hopefully, we get to uh, uh, one of these days again, crush many beers and and go play some terrible golf. Um, don't forget to breathe and don't forget to uh, not mess up the edits because people are going to enjoy this podcast, man. All right, guys, I appreciate y'all having me on. Can't wait to get out there sometime. Yeah, I'd love to play some golf, drink some Pacificos, and make some bad choices. It's all we do around here. Damn it's straight. all we do. Cooper Searles, your co-host of the Big Swing Podcast with his friend, Mr. Ross Stripling, and, of course, producer behind Goats.
on the bump hosted by Ross Stripling. Thanks again, bud. All right, guys. Take it easy. All right, man. All right, that son of a... <laughs> Start talking crap right away. Uh, always a good time with, with uh, Mr. Cooper. Uh, hanging with Mr. Cooper, if you will. Yeah, we originally became friends with uh, Ross, and then we found that we actually like Cooper better, so it worked out really well for us. No, no, just Ross. I'm just kidding. I'm just, Cooper's a good guy. I don't know what to tell you, man. Um, so from one goat to another, uh, that doesn't transition at all because we're talking about the Padres. Not the goat. Yes. Opposite of the goat. But yes. we have a series coming up. It's a very important series. Damn straight. Is it? Is it the first competition of the year? Can you make that argument? It kind of feels like the first real competition the Dodgers have faced. You're, you're playing the Rockies. You're playing the Rockies. What four? Or, or the, they open it with four game or is it a three game? Six uh, four games. Game series. So seven games against the Rockies, and then three games against the COVID Nationals. <laughs> and they were barely getting players back, right. and Oakland doesn't quite have their feet under them yet. So. Sure, the Dodgers are the first to 10 wins, the best team in baseball and all that. Again, they're playing those kind of teams. Uh, I don't know. I, this, this this feels like for sure the first uh, real competition the Dodgers are going to be facing uh, this season so far against the Padres. And you know San Diego is going to come out and, and try to show out hard and, and quick. Hard and quick. and they, I mean... <laughs> Look, we caught some flack in the last uh, live stream on Monday from a uh, from a Padres fan that's like, "Oh, the Dodgers are throwing their best pitchers because this means something to them." That's how I imagine him talking. Yeah, I, that, I can yeah. hear it. Uh, and now the Padres are doing something very stupid in order to prepare for the Dodgers. It feels like. I mean, look, dude. It, the, it's no secret at this point that the Padres have a long history of ruining players and a long recent history of ruining players yeah. and not you're not having their best interests in mind when they're trying to handle them. Look at Mike Clevenger. Look at Lamette so far because Lamette is apparently still dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of different guys that you can look at and say, like, look, they're not good at managing pain. They're not good at managing uh, health. And one of those guys is uh, Mr. Fernando Titties Jr. <laughs> I gotta call him that for the first time. I can't, I can't let it pass. But I mean, Tatis looked like he was dead. Like he looked like that's yeah, one of those swings too. where you look at it and you're like, oh, he's done for the year. Uh-huh. There's no way. He and then comes he's back like, and then he's like, oh, I can go and play the next day. It's like, well, then maybe don't react like that or yeah. overreact like that. It's like he's in San Diego or something. But instead of celebrating in the streets, he celebrated in the MRI machine. Do you think the fans will celebrate in the streets when uh, titties is activated in your words? Oh, my God, yeah, uh, definitely. <laughs> I, look, man, I as much as I don't like the Padres, I very much enjoy Fernando Tatis Jr. We've talked Great about this last player. time. We really hoped that he would be healthy. We really hoped that he would be ready to go. It's always more fun to beat the Padres at full strength, so you mm-hmm. don't have to hear any excuses, even though no matter what, there are excuses. He's good for the game of baseball. He is one of the faces of baseball. I think there are many at this point. When he is in, the game is better. However, yeah. don't force him. In. You, it really feels like you're forcing the forcing the issue on something that does. It, it's this, not an important series for the Padres. And, and, it's not an important series necessarily for the Dodgers. It's not an important series for anybody. No. But they're bringing Fernando Tatis back in, and I just think it's so reckless. Daniel over here on uh, YouTube says, saw on Twitter some uh, BP videos of him, and he looked completely fine. But who knows how he'll do in a live game. He looked fine before he uh, did that thing to his shoulder, too. Yeah, and he also had the, the shoulder issue that had happened on a diving play, I think it was, in, in spring, spring training. Right. He, he's he got a weak shoulder. He probably should undergo the same type of surgery that Cody did in the offseason, just be more, uh, get out ahead of it, a little bit more preventative. But, um, 
yeah, they shouldn't be forcing him. Ari says right here, don't force him, San Diego. It's not a huge series. But is this going to be like they were last year, you know, where they thought they won the World Series when Trent Grisham hit that home run off of Kershaw? It's like there are more important games that happen late in the season. And sure, like, you know, we 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 worry about what, what you've done at first. Like, why do you think we – People weren't talking as much about Gavin Lux for a while because he started hot and then he fell off of you know the face of the earth for a bit there. Right. Well, he started hot, so that's what's in your mind. Like, oh, the numbers still show he's okay, he, whatever. But you can get somebody who came out cold like AJ Pollock, and right away people like me are like, oh, what, what's going on with this guy? Um, <clears throat> this game, in the, the grand scheme of everything, should not mean that much in 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 19 head-to-head matchups between the Padres and the Dodgers. You don't need to win game one. You don't need to win win series one. Oh, guess what? If Tatis isn't ready to go in this series, you're playing them again at Dodger Stadium the next week. You're fine. <laughs> I, I look, in my mind, it's, it's irresponsible. I don't think it's a good move. Obviously, they know more than we do, but you're looking at it and hearing things of like partially torn labrum, you know, yeah. the muscle tears, things like that, subluxation of the arm. They're, I mean, none of the things sound good. Like, Ouch, not geez. one of them. They all sound really and bad. It didn't look a, good when he was on the floor. <laughs> for a guy who has a very long and powerful swing, by the way. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, Cody had a very similar thing in his, in his uh, lead arm. Yeah, yeah, and his lead arm, but he's so, he's more compact though, and that's what he even admitted. Like that's why he was able to swing so quick after the so, this ger- uh, surgery. He's two handed, whatever. I mean, Tatis is out here. He's wide, like he's, he's wingspanning and yeah. expanding it on this follow through, you know, big, beautiful, majestic follow through. But I've heard sure, the, I've heard the argument that no matter what, they think that he might be out for the entire season if that injury doesn't subside because he's going to have to obviously have mm-hmm. that surgery if it doesn't work itself out. And so in their minds, they're like, well, we'll just play him through it and hope that it works out for him. I've heard that. Yeah. I've also heard that there's nothing wrong with him at all. So it's it's definitely been a lot of uh, bad information coming through this because <laughs> it sounds like no matter anything that you hear about him, there's the opposite also out there. Like, yeah. hey, he's not injured at all. There's zero things wrong with him. As uh, Tyrod Jenkins over on YouTube says, said, Brooke, look up the injury. It's not as serious as you think. Tyrod, I've seen every report out there on him. Some of them say there's absolutely nothing wrong with him. Some of them say that he is going to be out for the season mm-hmm. as soon as he takes a swing in a game. So, <clears throat> And, and nice. where my trust wavers is in the way the Padres handle their players. They rush back Mike Clevenger. He blew out his elbow, had to undergo Tommy John surgery. They tried to rush back, like you already said, the Nelson Lamette last year. <clears throat> it happened with him. He still hasn't pitched so far this season. So, no, they tried to bring him into spring training, too, and I think that was too early for him. Yeah, the, the Padres just don't know how to... Perhaps they don't know. To me, it looks like they don't know how to care for their young players, and that that's a problem, so... For me here, this is uh, it's just I. You look at you look at the number or the 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 reaction. You say that does not look like he'll be fine in a day or two, but also might have just been overreaction because he was scared. You know, I get it. I, if I thought I just destroyed myself, um, you know, I would not. <laughs> I would probably be on the floor crying too. But yeah, we're just gonna say they shouldn't have rushed him, but. Um, Hey, what are we? Well, we're just smart adults. Or play one on Tyrod also says, did you know Tatis had that issue in spring training and came back in 10 days? And yeah, look where that got him. Oh, uh, what? So that's a not, week a, not, not a great argument for oh, that one. one <laughs> week into play. How are you going to survive? I think you're hurting the... yourself with that argument there, Tyrod. How do the Padres expect to survive 
uh, a season if they're going to lose, you know, Tatis for two weeks every other, you know, three weeks or something like you're gonna that. You're going to play him 50 games? Is that what you're gonna do? You're gonna play him 50 games this year and hope for the best? <laughs> and then is that is that a Mickey Mouse shortstop right there? I don't know. Oh, see what I did there. Ooh, yeah, 60 full games, circle. Game. Full circle. <laughs> it's like a circle. It's circular. Mm-hmm. Um, still, fans are in for a treat. Like we mentioned on Monday or Tuesday, whenever you listen to us, it is going to be a marquee series just in terms of baseball. Uh, Padres named their Friday starter, who's uh, uh, Ryan Weathers. Dodgers are facing him a few times. I think this is his first start of the season, if I'm not mistaken. If not, I could be. But he's going up against Walker Bueller. So Butane goes on game one. You got Kershaw Darvish on Saturday, which is going to be an electric game. Um, I'm you, very much looking forward to that. <laughs> you did international media on that one today, I think. I did, yeah. Japanese reporters wanted uh-huh. to ask me questions about the... Uh, if you guys don't know, anytime there's a, uh, a Japanese or Korean player that's very popular that transitions from Japan or Korea or overseas anywhere, mm-hmm. they bring with them a... Uh, lot of reporters, a lot yeah. of journalists. If the, you've ever been to a Kenta Maeda uh, postgame, mm-hmm. crowded with people. Yeah, I usually mean, the room doubles in size. Easily doubles. Yeah. And then they leave as soon as he's done, yeah. by the way. Um, and I think that just speaks to the passion of those countries because it is awesome that they follow those guys around so closely. One of them being you, Darvish. Very proud of him. Mm-hmm. Uh, they reached out to me and asked me a bunch of questions about you, Darvish, and how Dodgers fans view him because in his mind, he's like, oh, Dodgers fans still hate him. And I was like, no, I think that there was a drastic change of, of mm-hmm. how he was viewed when uh, the Astro scandal came out. And I think a lot of Dodgers fans were like, I am so sorry. Like, it, that sucks. Like, we, we kind of screwed you. Yeah. Uh, even, even that, you know, that <laughs> it definitely was like a 180 uh, relationship or yeah. uh, I guess in a way a 360 because Dodgers liked him. Dodgers fans liked him. Game seven happened. It's like, ah, whatever. Okay, we'll still take him back. He goes and signs in Chicago and whatever it is, gets traded here, blah, blah. But yeah, once this, this Padres thing, uh, or sorry, the Astros thing kind of dropped and he's, he's, you know, he's also kind of talking crap about the, the Astros along the way and like, oh, or telling Dodgers, like, if you guys do, um, do a ring ceremony for it, can I get a jersey too? Or whatever the hell it is. Like, it's great. Yeah. You yeah. <laughs> Darvish, sneaky, funny dude, even though we didn't get him that long in Dodger Blue, sneaky, funny dude. So to get him against Clayton Kershaw, this is a, this is, you know the first matchup that the Dodgers Dodgers fans are going to see you Darvish again. Granted, it's going to be in San Diego, but if we flash forward a week, we might see him on Friday. Maybe give or take. A lot of things work out weird these days with baseball, and uh, currently the Padres don't really have anybody in their starting rotation yeah. to, to fill in. Um, Tyrod again says you're going to miss our ace Joe Musgrove. Congrats to Joe Musgrove <laughs> He's on no a hitting a very today, bad right? team. Yeah, they're building him a statue yeah, tomorrow night. Tyrod, um, it's really number. really exciting for him. Can't wait for that for you guys. Um, Congratulations on going four innings against the Pirates, Joe. Way to go, bud. Real proud of you. This is Musgrove as the ace bozo. Uh, Robert Wilson says that. No, you get it right. The sheriff is the ace, all right? He's got the, the hat. Sheriff. Oh, the sheriff. I think I saw some uh, Padres fans today on, on the Twitter saying uh, they're all like, uh, what's his name? Pad- Paddock made it out of the fifth inning. Yeah. <laughs> like he pitched Drafty. five innings. Like, oh, man. Watch out, National Look, man, League. We have been there with some stars in the past, so I get that. But we've never called them the Clayton Kershaw of their team. So you got you got to wear this one, dude. I don't know what to tell you. You got to wear this one, Padres fans. You none, of them, none of them had a hat for yeah, sure. We never had like, uh, I don't know, who's like a... Chris Capuano. Chris Capuano never came into our team and we're like, this is the next Clayton Kershaw. Granted, he was already almost dead by that point. Uh, but, you know, it is what it is. Congratulations. Win, win in Rome. And then on uh, on Saturday, Sunday, another uh, marquee matchup. We got uh, Austin Barnes' son, Blake Snell, 
going up against Trevor Bauer, the new kid in town. Who Bauer, by the way, I mean, dude's just absolutely shoving every game out there. But uh, he didn't even have his good stuff last game, and he's yeah. still shoving one hitter. Can Snell get out of the first inning against the Dodgers, though? I mean, dude, I, I, there, I mean, there is something poetic about it. <laughs> I mean, the fact that he leaves a team where he was pulled way too early in the World Series to come to another team to be pulled too early during the regular series or regular season is a little poetic, a little funny. You mm-hmm. can't help but to laugh at it a little bit. I'm sure Snell's going to pitch very well against the Dodgers on Sunday. I got no doubt about that. But I will say the Dodgers do hit left-handed pitching a lot better this year than they did last year. So. We've got that going for us. Austin Barnes, guaranteed starter on Sunday, by the way. I love this. This is always a good time. Like, man, what a, what a, uh, I don't know. That's like whatever the opposite of a heel turn is because people are like, whenever Austin's in the lineup, it's like, this is the end of the world. This is the worst thing that Dave could have ever done. And I don't now- ever want him in the lineup except when Blake Snell's on the mound. I want Blake Snell to shake in his boots when he looks at Austin Barnes. Austin Barnes ruined the career of Blake Snell. Tyrod Jenkins back in the stream. I'm assuming Tyrod is a San Diego fan, so thanks for hanging out with us, Tyrod. Said Machado owns Bauer, and that is another matchup that is going to be very fun because yeah. Bauer's already you know been outward uh, about He's been vocal about uh, wanting to face Machado and start to right the ship because a lot of those numbers are old because they haven't faced each other in a while. So to get that, uh, <laughs> yeah, you get you get uh, the, the Cy Young, the Mickey Mouse Cy Young Award winner against uh, what I think, I think Machado was the, the MVP runner-up uh, runner last year or something like that, so, or third, whatever. So you, that's going to be a killer matchup there. You know that both of those dudes are going to bring it. It's going to be fun. Uh, I'm putting my money on Bauer. I think uh, he's learned a little bit more, and Manny's only gotten older. Manny was the runner-up runner-up. The runner-up to the runner-up. Yeah. Very good. I think he was runner-up to Mookie, if I'm not wrong. I tend to be. Angelo says, Dodger fans going to overtake Petco Park this weekend. So that is also a big thing. At, at first, in the, uh, the midst of spring training, Padres ownership was like, oh, yeah, we're not going to allow any, any Dodger fans here because we want to hear only our fans, only right. our fans, to which I say, lol, coward. But uh, I think San Diego just opened up more seating at Petco this weekend. I think they they can get up to like eighteen or 20,000 fans in the park there because there's more room to explore the space. You know, really, you got to explore the space. Got to have a cowbell, baby. Um, I wonder if people can go get tickets on the secondary market, go down there, sport your blue. Where's, uh, where's the paint company, uh, you know, the paint travel surface when we need them to go get some, some folks down there to, to yell and Support the blue. My general understanding is that Dodgers fans almost had an impossible time getting tickets this weekend. Um, even well ahead of time, it was almost impossible to do so. So people have been surfing the secondary markets. The Padres obviously opened up more tickets. I think it's just kind of a douche move. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. I mean, look, I get it. Like if you, I would not want an opposing team taking over my stadium. And Dodgers fans definitely have filled out Petco Park more than Padres fans have over the past couple of years when the Dodgers are in town. Trust me. I've been there several times. It's been maybe 85% Dodgers fans during Dodger games, which is absolutely bonkers, yeah. wild. But also San Diego is not really a baseball town, so I understand it entirely. Except that one Furtoraps kid. Total baseball town for that kid. Total baseball town. By the way, did um, 
I don't know if you heard. Like, did did they get permission from the Dodgers to do this this Musgrove uh, celebration? I mean, it is Dodger Stadium South and all. <laughs> just, I'm just kind of curious about yeah. that. Matt one. Magic had to sign off on it. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. He's, He's like, like, I absolutely love Joe. That's it. That's all he said. Oh yeah, that's right. They're doing they're doing the. Um, uh, like having vaccination uh, Real stations yeah. Yeah, yeah. or whatever. So I you think can, you, have, you, you have to check in. Yeah, yeah. so uh, there there is more tickets available for those that have been vaccinated and, and those that have recently, I think within 72 hours of game day, have uh, tested. tested negative yeah. for the Rona. That's really cool to me. I mean, I, I would love to see that get done at Dodger Stadium, get some more people in there, have have your, your vac section, and maybe have a secondary like Johnson oh, yeah. & Johnson section. I and mean, then... <laughs> let, let me sit in the in the uh, vaccinated section at Dodger Stadium, because you guys would be wilding out the stadium the first couple couple of games, man. I mean, they, they pan the camera across, and everyone's standing face-to-face, and I'm like, I don't think that was in the plan. I don't think that was the original. Is that guy licking cheese off of his jersey? Yes, he is. Hell yeah. That happened. Uh, M. LG Chavez, it's uh, Dodger Stadium Beach House. I like that one. We're going to throw some money on that one. Uh, Larry Scott said he got his tickets today, actually. I didn't buy it till today. Before oh. today, it was now, now it's pennies for tickets. So apparently, people, if you want to go down there, you can get some tickets. I see uh, I see Roach in the stream. He wants to go to a, a game at Petco with uh, SD Dodger Tim, our, our fine prospects expert over at uh, DodgersNation.com and at Dodgers2080.com. Check out his stuff if you want uh, to know more about all the Dodgers prospects. 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 Is, uh, is Tim going? I don't know. Probably he goes to games. Tim, he's there tonight. Uh, if you're if you're somehow listening to this, he's not telepathically. <laughs> me and Tim have a connection. Yeah, 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 for sure. Uh, what else? Like, what else? Like, I saw another one that was pretty solid. Uh, uh, Daniel Braun says they painted a mural of Musgrove. <laughs> <laughs> Darren Shepard over on YouTube, first time catching y'all live. Great show. Thank you, Darren. We appreciate that. We uh, we are here for uh, Mexican pesos and praise. That is. The main thing that we are here I for. I can say that is the first time that we have ever been paid in a foreign cu- currency. So Officially. Again, again Mr. 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 Worldwide. World, We're not going to cash that out. Worldwide. We're just going to keep it to stare at. Yeah, I don't, I don't even know where to cash it out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's money somewhere. Yeah, I think it just goes into like some pile somewhere. So we're going to have to get some like fancy beer. Yeah. It's fancy. Yeah. Maybe some of that fine... Clay Shaw, Clay, Clay, Clay Shaw, Shaw. Clayton Kershaw's Wicked Curve, <laughs> man. Rapper I'm just, I'm trying, to, that's what I'm trying to get through things, so I just, you just like merge words. Clay Shaw, yeah, yeah. your boy Clay, Clay Shaw. Clay Shaw goes. Uh, Tony Crenshaw goes on on Saturday, by the way. Just, just Tony Crenshaw. Tony Crenshaw. Important mm-hmm. to note. Well, that's about it today uh, for today, guys. Uh, oh, somehow we always say we're going to do shorter shows, and we made it through almost about an hour, full hour ish. Look at that free content because, brought to you for nothing at all except your the the, t- the cost of your time. Just uh, we'd appreciate it if you do subscribe, you know, subscribe to our YouTube channel. That would mean a whole bunch to us. YouTube.com slash Dodgers Nation TV. Even if you're listening to us on the podcast side, if you do that, um, Gary Gary will come back. New Doug will only come if back. you subscribe. New Doug. Also, a reminder that we're giving away this autographed Will Smith photo. Courtesy of our friends over at Elite Sports Collectibles. That is at EliteSC1 on uh, Instagram. Go follow them, but check out our Instagram page, and you can learn how to win that photo. We're going to be announcing the winner of that on Monday. That's what it is. Monday here on the live stream. Back again about 7 o'clock, I think. I don't know what time the game is on Monday. We might have a day off. Who knows? We'll figure Moon it day. out. But um, uh, Wilfred says goodnight. Uh, Just going to sleep. <laughs> 
Uh, seven ten game time on Monday. So all right, so maybe earlier. Maybe going a little early we'll on see. Monday, ladies and gents. <laughs> is Wolf is Wolf is Wilfred Wilfred going to sleep? I think so. He said good, good night. night. It's pretty early, but when will Cody return to the lineup? Uh, let's say next Friday. That's my prediction. Good prediction. Kevin says people. Gary is scary, and I feel like that's a great place to leave off. Thanks for watching, guys. Uh, find us on the internet. We are at DodgersNation.com. Again, subscribe to us on our podcast stuff or on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, Player FM, everywhere your podcasts are available for free. We are there. Also, make sure you check out the Big Swing Podcast and make sure you check out Goats on the Bump starring Ross Stripling and some of the greatest uh, pitchers of our day talking about the greatest pitchers of all time. Cool concept mini series podcast so it's really cool to watch um subscribe to our youtube channel again youtube.com slash dodger nation tv you'll be glad you did uh, you'll be so glad you did <laughs> guys i am at brook me three this guy up here is that real frg we're on twitter and instagram go check us out we're always doing something and talking crap on somebody else uh we are at dodger nation on twitter at official dodger nation on instagram thanks for hanging out with us thank you for your questions thank you for your comments thank you for the padres fans we're always thankful for you as well because you create great conversation congratulations on your wild card Go Dodgers. It was a playoff bird. Playoff? In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. Bring them home.